everybody can train in that place because no one is an elitist there, you know? And everyone deserves a high-level experience, high-level coaches, and just being surrounded by community. Fuck And, and yeah. good humans. Yes. Everyone is owed that right. Hey, welcome to the podcast, everybody. My name is Danny Cola. Thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time here, make sure to click the subscribe button on whichever platform that you listen to your podcast. This way you can get a new notification anytime a new podcast is uploaded. Today's episode of the show features Nike master trainer and owner of On Your Mark Coaching and Training, Emily Hutchins. And in this podcast, we go over what my five principles or check marks of a wellness journey is and that's movement nutrition sleeping thinking and breathing and i put my own touch on things when i ask emily about her own wellness journey and the protocol that she has in place to keep her vessel up and running and creative uh, she's running an empire and on your mark and as a fitness entrepreneur it is my goal to learn from as many people as possible that are doing it and doing it right and emily is doing it right i get so many positive vibes from her and uh it's just it was an awesome conversation and i'm super grateful to cross paths and engage with such an awesome human enjoy the show everybody if you're interested in learning a little bit more about emily and on your mark make sure to follow emily on instagram at m.hutchins and then you could look at the on your mark instagram and that is on your mark studios super easy enjoy the podcast everybody as far as like building a team i had this conversation over the weekend with a lot of my football buddies we went to orlando and we played in a flag football tournament yeah and uh every time we go out there it's just like connections and feels all over the place like I just go on another level with my friends and we just talk deep about life and, and stuff like that so to find the quality people out there it's hard mm-hmm. and you don't want to ever put your baby in jeopardy so true you know so like 13 years what as a as a as a mentor as a trainer like how how did you how are you approaching it now that now that it's booming a little I'm not changing anything. You're just letting it be, letting it grow. Yeah, yeah. Just (laughs) continuing to push, I guess. Because it's like, I don't, I'm not okay with being comfortable. Mm. I don't want to get into a place where it's like, okay, you know, this place is running itself and get arrogant about it because anything can change at any moment Mm -hmm. and you can be dated. Mm. And I'm not okay with being comfortable. I want to keep pushing the envelope. I want to keep building the team I want to keep making us better you know it's like what we talked about last time as soon as you think you know everything your career is basically over yeah because nobody knows everything no way and it takes 10 years to become an expert and so that means I'm really just about three years into being an expert sure sure a so-called quote-unquote <laughs> yeah, expert unquote expert yeah yeah I'm with you like I like that term I like now that I you know I'm 31, I'm in this mode where I feel like people take me seriously mm-hmm. as when I was, you know, growing into the, you know, the field of teaching. It was just like, all right, kid, you're a one-year teacher. When really it's not the entire truth. Like I was teaching in 07, but just in different formats, group mm-hmm. exercise, one-on-ones. I was already developing those those people's skills and I just feel way more like, accomplished. People look at me seriously now at 31 and you know i'm excited to see how things go and flow and i'm just very psyched about that yeah. now um key points i wanted to cover here mm-hmm. um there's a, there's five in my head five, and there might be more that trickle on five foundations into a wellness journey moving eating breathing sleeping and thinking and uh, I guess my goal here is to connect with you a little bit more about these different, um, I like to call them check marks of wellness. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to moving mm-hmm. as a coach, somebody who's coaching people constantly for a living, how do you move right now? And if, do you, how do you go about your own coaching? Do you have a coach? Do you, mm-hmm. do you have somebody who motivates you and does a workout for you? You don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. Like how do you apply, how do you work around that and... 
Well, I have a team of about 15 trainers that motivate me to move. Wow. Okay. Um, so that's, I guess that's easy right there, right? Yeah. I mean, it's nice because I, ha- I, I can eavesdrop on what they're doing, whether they're with their clients or their classes. And eavesdrop. Like, that's a funny word. <laughs> why, yeah. Watch them, learn from them, and then apply that to my own training. So you just naturally do that. You're naturally watching, seeing. Yeah. I, I, I learn by watching others move. You know, by watching my own team move with their classes or their students or what have you. And then I can make sense of all of that and apply it to my own training regimen. Um, over the years, I've also trained with my guy, Brian Kent, of course, who puts me through the ringer and does a lot of stuff that I'm not willing to do to myself. So that's your main guy that you go to? He would be my go-to. Yeah. So what type of stuff do you go to him for primarily? Um, well, I go to him for his brain because he knows how I'm wired on ah, a daily basis. This is good. And he's always like, look, Emily, you stand all day long training people, telling people what to do. You need to do more horizontal movement. You need to get off your feet. You need to move more dynamically mm. this way or that way. And, um, and, and, and as much as I like to do barbell work from time to time he's like sometimes you don't need added load on your low back because i've known you for a hundred years and i know your low back hurts from time to time so i'm not going to do that to you mm. so it's very just kind of non-traditional in a sense and he, i love that he just knows what i need even if i'm like i don't want to do that he's going to make me do it like any other client is going to fight you on it mm-hmm. um and then i work i've been working this past year a little bit with dave carson Who's very performance-based. Yes. He makes me very uncomfortable. Gets me (laughs) to move in three-dimensional ways that I haven't done since college. Which has been super fun all the while. Um, So, yeah, those are my two go-tos in terms of actually being able to spend time with them one-on-one. But as far as uh, me doing things on my own, I... um, I like to run, so That's I, run, right. I run in a straight line, and I feel like I do that pretty well. Now, do you? <laughs> how quickly do you get into a flow when you run? Like, do you get into this meditative flow? What's your mantra? What do you tell yourself when you're going? Because I know a lot of people who like running. Mm-hmm. I've done a handful of podcasts with runners, people who like to indulge in that type of movement. Now, I know you got into it when you were younger. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, how quickly do you get into flow? How fast are you going? How many miles do you do daily or mm-hmm. weekly or monthly? Is there, like, a mm-hmm. number like you have to hit? There used to be. I don't really have a number anymore. Mm. I just run for fun now. Good for you. Yeah. Beautiful. I, I used to put more pressure on being a runner. But now it's like, no, I just want to cross the finish line and feel good about it. I yeah. Don't, I don't have a certain mileage per week or any of that. Because I don't, I don't run enough to really worry about how many miles I'm putting on my legs anymore. Yeah. I just run to feel good. Good. How much of it has it been intuitive now? Like maybe one day you're too sore. You don't feel like running. Do you talk to your body like that? Talk to your like inner conscious and be like, I'm not feeling running today. I think I'm just gonna, you know, maybe do some stretching, hit the weights or, you know what I'm saying? How, how, How good has that been? And what's been your developmental process as far as like learning that awareness of your body? Um, Injury has been my okay. Process. Okay, so you're pushing, runner, you you're know? pushing it to the brim every time, and then for sure. Because when I was 20, I would run through it, you know. Yeah, that and mindset. now that I'm 40, yeah. <laughs> I'm embrace gonna, it. Yeah, 40 is good. I'm I my inner monologue turns on, and it's like you know what you feel like shit today. Don't push the envelope because you're 40. Mm. <laughs> It's interesting. So yeah. Yeah. And it's but it's real. It's like, yeah, I um I'm a less is more kind of runner now. Interesting. You know, I run to feel good, not to feel like crap. And so therefore my yeah, my uh subconscious, you know, voice turns on. It's like, hey, today's not your day. Your knees hurt, your back hurts, something probably hurts. So listen to it and do something to alleviate it. So that's probably gonna be, yeah doing what Brian tells me. Get on yeah. your feet, do more horizontal movement, and or Dave, do more athletic movement. Mm. You know, running is a very one-dimensional sport. Yeah. It is a straight line. Yeah. And it's it's not, I don't think all of us are necessarily built for running. I know I'm not. <laughs> right. So if you 
want to be a runner, that's great. You make yourself built for it, but at the end of the day, after so many years of crazy running amounts of mileage, it's like, you know, I want to be able to do this forever. Yeah. So I have to listen to that. I love that. That's that's. I mean, that's high levels of awareness that I, you know, I'm, I'm attracting those types of clients too. Mm-hmm. It's. You know, I think a lot of, there's a lot of rah-rah in gyms, like you got to get this kind of weight and different trainers have different philosophies and all that. Um, But a lot of people are coming in with that mindset. Like I want to do the, I want to be the best version of myself for as long as possible. Mm -hmm. I truly believe 40 is the new, like 25. I think with (laughs) with what we know, I mean, you're you're so, you know, bubbly and charismatic and we're going to get to rest and recovery and talk about the importance of all that. Um, But like, honestly, I... I think what we know and what we keep learning about, and you said it yourself, you don't like being comfortable. If you get comfortable, you know, you're going to be a pastime. Mm-hmm. So there's always more information we're learning about moving and understanding what it means to be parasympathetic versus sympathetic. Do you feel like when you were overrunning, or did you ever get to a point when you were overrunning? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Obviously, you said it's an injury. Did yeah. it ever um, halt you from... Uh, being enthusiastic mentally did it ever put you in like a anxious state because you're running too much or what was what was that like um maybe more of a concerned state because you mm. there there were a couple moments in my running career where i was like ooh, this doesn't feel good mm. i think i might have an injury okay and, and having to like succumb to that in a sense yeah um that that definitely would be playing a toll mentally yeah yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh, do you ever do any groundwork? Are you paying attention to like, uh, you, you, you stand very straight. I mean, you have, look like you have great posture, very strong over body, lower body. Do you uh, work on the floor at all? Do you do any sort of like yoga, stretching routines, any hanging, any sort of spinal alignment type stuff? Um, not enough. I certainly could do more. But funny enough, I grew up a ballerina. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't recall this from our last no, conversation. I don't think we've ever talked about it. Okay, so you're a dancer in your yeah. soul. Yeah, I, I, I did ballet for like 14 years growing up. And so posture-wise, even though I'm slouching right now, yeah. I, would, I would definitely credit years of growing up a dancer mm. and playing sports at the same time, like basketball, volleyball, track, a credit to posture sure it's always in the back of my mind and now being a trainer and working with so many people whose posture is not always the greatest mm. um, that's an understatement hypersensitive to the way that people stand sweet um, but in terms of like you know my go-to in terms of rehabbing my body or recovery and all that is a good old foam roller or hypervolt mm. hypervolt I was in nationals I told yep. you that everyone's got a damn hypervolt yep. and uh, I hadn't kicked in a long time that hypervolt helped me out in between games yep. very interesting technology that yep. is affordable that totally. everyone's got you see them all over pro sports now yeah, and, um, yeah I'm, I'm a manual treatment kind of person Cool. I like my massage therapist. I, I was going to say, how I many tried, times a week do you do that? Well, not enough, but I try. <laughs> but new year, new me here. Uh, new decade, if yeah. you will. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the goal. Twice a month. Go to, Hell yeah. Go to the massage therapist. Have some manual treatment. That's always been the best way that I recover. Mm. Um, I've never been into yoga. I appreciate it. But I also don't have the patience to just go through it. Yeah. Like a class, you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so massage therapy, great. It's mm-hmm. one of my goals too. I, I have a gift card for massage that I still haven't utilized. I said I was going to do it when I got back from Florida, but I still haven't scheduled it yet. It's on my to-do list. Mm-hmm. What about uh, like acupuncture or uh, yeah. like flotation therapy or cryotherapy? What are your thoughts on that? Have, do you utilize that? I've done all of them. Um, we actually have a therapist here on staff and she, well, she's a technically a physical therapist. So she works on... Uh, the low back for me awesome. quite a bit. She does a lot of PT with me, so um, she's a fan of the dry needling. Okay. So how are you a fan of it? I love it. You feel like alleviated afterwards, that type yeah. of relaxing feel. Yeah, having ten needles jammed into your low back isn't for everybody, but you know <laughs> it, it works for me. People so swear by it. You it's, know, there's something about it. I like this tandem of having a physical therapist in mm-hmm. the same room as trainers. My gym is very similar to that. There's yep. a couple of PTs on staff with, you know, other trainers, obviously, you know, doing 
more higher intensity stuff, mm-hmm. it's great to have these things uh, complementary to one another. Absolutely. I think they have a different set of eyes than we do. For sure. And it's, um, I, again, I, I, she's brilliant. She brings a completely different headspace to what we do. She complements our workouts for our clients at a super high level. Um, it keeps them healthy. It's great. Yeah. That's great. That's super important. People are looking for this outlet. Mm-hmm. They want to come to a place that's super upbeat, that looks nice, i.e. a place like On Your Mark. By the way, I mean, you just give me so much inspiration to like, when I see a gym like yours, and I know I mentioned this multiple times, when I see a gym like yours, we went to the Onnit gym too. Very, very similar structure that gives me so much internal motivation to be like all right look at the way this place looks mm-hmm. now you got a staff that is helping you from so many different ways yeah. you know it's something that people are looking to go for and to be a part of like mm-hmm. i asked you about you having a coach is because i mean i essentially do the podcast so that i can have you guys as my coaches where i pick the brains of all you guys yeah. and I, I, that that's really important to me but as it's also i also think about it too it's like Who's my coach that I see day in and day out? You know, I think I look at my friend John the Manimal Beneducci. He's a professional MMA fighter. I look to him as my coach, but just because I met him through my podcast, but he's been someone who connected with me, and I connect with him, and we uh, we share ideas, and he talks to me about different types of modalities for recovery and movement and thinking, which we'll get to another part of this. Um, but okay, awesome. Thank you for sharing all those movement techniques. I think there's a lot of parallels there. Great, great information. Um, that is the bell to go on to uh, the, nu- the nutrition part of everything, right? See the, the way it smoothly transitions? <laughs> so let's talk about food. Yeah. Um, I love it. Of course. <laughs> it's something that, you know, we engage around. It brings people together. Jake and I talk a ton about bringing people together. It's what you do it on your mark. It's what I do at my gym and my workshops and with the podcast. It's bringing people together. And we can do that around food. So what's your go-tos? What do you, well, let's, let me ask you this. What is your, like, favorite indulgent? What's your favorite, like, food you shouldn't be oh, eating I mean, that you eat? I live in Chicago. Yes. I mean, it's one you... of the best food cities ever. Oh, my God. I mean, where do you even start? Do you like deep dish? No, oddly enough, I don't. I'm with you. I, I don't think it's the best form either. But, no. you know, everyone thinks, oh, Chicago, deep dish. Mm-hmm. I, there was a guy that came to the workshop that I did at your place from New York. And he's like, yo, dude, after the workshop, we got to get deep dish. I'm like, you want to get it? We go get it. Mm-hmm. It's fine. And uh, I'm just not too crazy about it. Yeah, no, I'd rather have New York style. I, me too. I'm a thin, thin crust. Yeah, me yeah. too. One do you, big slice. Do you like pizza from uh, Europe? Have you ever had pizza from Europe? Um, I have. I mean, a couple times I've been there. Mm. Where exactly? Italy. You've been to Italy. Sweet. Yeah. So you had like the, the fire oven, mm-hmm. solo pizza to yourself, nice yeah. and light, maybe some greens on there. Cheese yeah. is different. The dough is different. Yep. Beauty. Yep. And funny enough, I was in Paris over the summer for Women's World Cup. Yes. Go USA. Yeah, Go USA. Um, <laughs> they murdered the, <laughs> the entire tournament. Some yeah. of them gave them a, you know, a hard time, but one of the most inspirational teams of all time, would you say? For sure. Hands down. But pizza, anyway, pizza. <laughs> in Paris is super good, too. Good. So, you know, I feel like Paris and France, they don't have like a good reputation for food. I didn't love it. You didn't love the French yeah. food? Mm-mm. Not Nothing compared That's to... That's why I found a pizza joint. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what other foods are, are something that you go to? I mean, I would I would always say that pizza is probably my favorite go-to. Good. Um, or a good burger. Yes, yes, sure. yes, yes. If I'm talking like indulgence, yes. for sure. Burgers, pizza, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. What about sweets? Oh. <laughs> Can't have it in the house. Can't have it or else you take it. If, if there's sugar in it, I'll eat it. Me Except too. Except hard candy. I don't like hard candy. No hard candy. I'm more of like a, you know, pastry cookie kind of girl. Me too. Yeah. I'm with you. For sure. I'm with you. Now, how about this? What are the correlations when you have higher amounts of sugar and your psyche? Do you feel less enthusiastic and when things are a little bit more rocky and on edge, do you feel like you're about to lose it versus not having those types of foods and the way you feel? Yeah. Okay. Can you, sure. can you elaborate a little bit on um, some, like maybe, maybe not a specific situation, but like the battle you go in in your head? Because I know for me, like when I'm a little stressed out, I want to go for those comfort foods. But when I'm mm-hmm. consistently eating those comfort foods, mm-hmm. I know that I'm not thinking optimally and I'm mm-hmm. more down on myself mm-hmm. than I should be telling myself positive shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like I resort more to 
crappy food when I'm not stressed. Crappy food when you're not stressed. Yeah. Ah, because you feel like, yeah. all right, I'm here. Let's reward myself. Yeah. So when you're... So I'll eat crap when I'm comfortable. Mm. But if I'm stressed out, I have a tendency not to eat at all. Ooh. Ooh. So that might not be good either. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, what kind of few foods fuel you the most? What, what, like when, you, when you're on point, what is something that's really making you feel like the best version of Emily? Ooh. Do you put thought into that a lot? I, I try to as best as possible. Like if I'm having a shitty day and be like, what the hell yeah. did I eat? I know this weekend when you're out in a tournament with a bunch of guys, you know, it's nonstop. We're going here. We're going to eat here. We're going to drink. We're going to go there. When we should be eating the best, we're playing five, six, seven games in a tournament. We should be shoving lettuce down our throats mm-hmm. and, you know, fueling ourselves properly. But I know that the combination of all that energy expenditure, eating crappy, then coming back to try to get myself into work mode, it was harder for me to get into that mode. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, do you have a certain protocol for what, how you eat? I mean, I'm definitely a eat based on seasons with color. I love it. Yeah. So summertime, um, I'm more raw. Yes, your salads and all that good stuff. You know, raw okay. veggies and yeah, fruit yeah. and things yeah, yeah. that are fresh and in season. And then in the in the winter, I try to do more warmer foods, mm-hmm. um, cooking more, mm-hmm. um, not as much raw, but I like to keep things colorful. I love that. And that's one thing that my nutritionist taught me 100 years ago is when you're eating, eat things that are the color of the rainbow, not the color of a brick wall. It's true. I mean, if we look at the brick wall, that is essentially all your sugar, all the carbs that aren't going to help you with energy throughout the day. 100%. Um, are you familiar with the colors that equate to different emotions? Mm-mm. So like I'm learning about the color, the colors too, but different mm-hmm. colors of foods tie into different emotions that tie in with that certain color of the chakra. So let's say for example, like the red sh- chakra, which is the root chakra, your base, your foundation, your strength, everything that mm-hmm. uh, you connect with to the ground up, mm-hmm. that's associated with the color red. And usually, like, a strong connection between, obviously, like I said, your strong grounding, your financial ties, your friendships, Hmm. you're feeling secure about that. So having foods that are, let's say, for example, one of those things is out of alignment in you. Mm -hmm. You might want to place awareness on those feelings Mm -hmm. while you're eating foods that might be red in color to align those things back up. Also, there are techniques to like if you're doing some sort of like squat and then you're doing like a pelvic tilt. That's a that's a sacred. It's a what's the chakra? The root chakra. That's like a root chakra movement. So while doing the movement, thinking about a strong foundation, possibly whilst eating an apple, you could, <laughs> you could align all those same things up. These are the things that I think about because mm-hmm. the colors of the rainbow, the chakras. Do re mi fa sol la ti do. Like I said, the colors and foods, they all have alignment. It's all energy mm-hmm. and information. Makes total sense. It's very interesting. Yeah. And then you can go off like other colors and the different ones of the chakra. But I mean, like, I'm not super. Um, I don't have all that information in my head to articulate which color means what and which I don't want to give you false information but there's so much information there and I think to myself if everything is energy and information food is energy and information it tells us how to feel and how to be like understanding which foods spark us which foods bring us down I think it's very important to understand within ourselves yeah you know what I'm saying Um, okay cool we covered food now do you do intermittent fasting at all anything like that Nope. No, like, different carbohydrates here, lower carbohydrates here? No. No different, like, carnivore diet. What are your thoughts on these fad um, diets? You know, interesting you bring this up because I'm, I'm, I'm toying with the idea of going a little bit more pescatarian this year. Okay. Only because in the last year I feel like I've eaten more red meat than I have in a very long time. Yeah. Um, and for some reason or another, I, I don't love that. And so I kind of want to just clean things up. But at the same time, food or just nutrition in general is very intimidating. Very it's a, intimidating. It's a very scary subject for a lot of people. A lot. I'm not even remotely close to that 10-year expert mark in food. And yeah, quite frankly, I. I don't really want to be. I would always have, if I've had a client that needs serious help when it comes to nutrition, I'd always refer our, 
refer out to my nutritionist. Okay. Um, but I do have a couple trainers on staff that are pretty, pretty into it. As far as like calorie counting or um, macronutrient calculation? Need, yes, definitely all the macro. All that stuff. Fancy stuff or the fasting. Um, I would say I probably am calorie deficient most days. Interesting. Just because of the grind at the job. Yes. Um, but I'm not into any like keto or. Yeah, you know, right, right. Vegan. No. You're not team vegan. You're not no. trying to pull me on team vegan. No. <laughs> no. I, li- I like meat. I don't, I, you know, I, um, but, but, but I am trying to go more the pescatarian. You know diet. what? I'm glad that you said that because lately I felt the same way. I was cooking um, turkey mm-hmm. and for some reason, it wasn't like organic farm raised or anything like that. It was like store bought. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, for some reason, as I was making it, there was a total lack of connection to the food. Mm-hmm. I never felt this before. Mm-hmm. And I was making it. I'm looking at the meat and I'm putting salt and pepper and olive oil. And I'm kind of just like, you know, stirring it up, making sure it gets nice and warm in the pan and all sides. And I'm like, I just don't. I don't feel like I want to eat this. Mm-hmm. I don't feel comfortable making this. It doesn't look the way it's supposed to look. I didn't feel right about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, what that is, but I never really felt that way. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that you mentioned that. I wonder, I, if I'm going to ponder more of the whole like pescatarian route. And if I am going to eat more red meat, I've been saying this for years, like go to a farm and, and get like yeah. beef that's pasteurized or, you know, wild yeah. out there that... Yeah is eating quality food that's not pumped with antibiotics, that's mm-hmm. not part of this factory farming BS, that's, you know, like, again, the way the animals are treated, they're going through a ton of emotions, and we have to eat that, and we take that in as well. You know, it's not good for the environment. It's uh, There's so much negative there that yeah. it all started to, like, th- go into my brain when I was cooking that turkey. Yeah. And I kind of am on your 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 way there yeah. a little bit. I've been um, thinking maybe it's about a bird it. thing. I'm like that with chicken. Cannot make it. Really? I can't even look at it. Really? I'm just like, I can't do chicken. Hmm. Interesting. Turkey, it doesn't, I haven't had a moment yet, <laughs> but chicken is not for me. I can't even look at it. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Okay, cool. So I like that. Uh, wh- what are your thoughts on intuitive eating? Have you done any like thinking about this at all? Like just kind of eating what you feel in the moment, whether it's fasting or not, or just kind of having things readily available? Like, what are your thoughts on intuitive eating or teaching people that? Mm, I mean, maybe I subconsciously do that a little bit or unconsciously do that a little bit already. Mm. Like, if I'm hungry, I'm going to eat. Yeah. Whether it's my window of opportunity or not, <laughs> I'm going to eat. Yeah, right. Um, just listening to what my body wants or needs you know, without <laughs> going the crazy route of a ton of sugar. I'm yeah. I'm not gonna try right. not to listen to that one, but. Me too. It's hard one. It's, it's really a de- hard. the devil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if I do have that moment, I might shift my thought process and I'm like, okay, chocolate chip cookie sounds real good right now. Yeah, what right. What can I have instead? Right. That's going to essentially be better. And Palatable. Serve, yeah. And serve a. A better role. Sure. Probably that red apple. Probably that red apple you to know. give you a little bit more secure foundation if you're feeling a little yes. bit insecure about something. Yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. Content. Yes. I love it. Okay, so let's talk rest and recovery. You're mm-hmm. a workhorse. I admire that about you. We were texting each other at 5 a.m. the other day. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. There's only so many people you can do that to. Right. Right. Yeah. And I like to, I, I'm an early riser. I wake up 4 or 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. And I like to say that I had about 10,000 to 50,000 thoughts already before their average person wakes up. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say I pride myself on that. I enjoy the process of getting up early. Mm-hmm. My coffee awaits. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm just excited to, you know, listen to a podcast or like start meditating or thinking about ways of going about today. I get excited about it for some reason. So we can be pulled in a lot of different directions as, you know, running our own business and all that. Um, and if we do that enough, we just get. That, that, that gets part of our default, right? And we just constantly go, we're pushing, pushing, pushing. We don't ever wanna get comfortable because we're almost afraid of getting comfortable and becoming a pastime and, and not keeping up with the times. How do you man- manage that energy? 
how do you bring it back to yourself every so often? How do you, because you're going to go on vacation soon. So like, how did you realize, oh shit, maybe I'm doing a little too much work <laughs> and there's not enough balance back. Like, I think this is really important oh. to dig, dive deep. If you're willing yeah, and comfortable to talk about, I think it's really totally. important. I have, I have a team that is like, mom, get the hell out of here for a couple days because mm. they need me. I need them. And if I'm not on my game, you know, right. I mean, again, going back to my, my work husband, Brian Kent, mm. he's always on my ass. He's like, you need to sleep more. You need to foam roll. So when I'm, you, go ahead. when you hear these things, yeah. like you, obviously you're, you're programmed to go, go, go. You've been doing this for 13 years. Mm-hmm. This is not just something you're going to shake off willy nilly. This is something you have to start to reprogram now. It's like, Hey, it's 13 years in. What kind of balance can I do now that it'll keep adding value to myself my business and all that like i i see it with myself and a lot of people a lot of clients they get burnt out they don't even realize it until like they're retiring Mm -hmm. and it's like okay 35 years have just gone by all these resources went to all this now they have trouble transitioning into the next thing Mm -hmm. and it's like okay well how do I help with that? I have to understand this on, on other levels. So as I grow, as I commit, as I push, as I put my energy out there, I pay attention to how I feel. How can I bring my energy levels back? What types of protocols can I do to, to keep that in check? So obviously you're going on vacation mm-hmm. um, and, you, and your, your family, your work family is telling you, get your ass out of here every mm-hmm. so often. Uh, when people tell you that, what goes through your head? Okay. okay thanks for telling Um, me i know clearly (laughs) yeah i mean i definitely have been pretty bad about just leaving town Mm. but also part of that is because i truly love what i do Mm. obviously um but there does come a point where it's like yeah you gotta sharpen the axe from time to time you know the other day i actually speaking of food and all this (laughs) <laughs> this kind of was the straw that broke the camel's back the other night is I I ordered uh, food while I was at the gym the other night to have delivered at home I get home I grab the bag of food from the uh, door guy <laughs> open it up I'm like it's a can of Diet Coke what? <laughs> what? <laughs> there's a can of Diet Coke where's my meal? <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like holy shit is this what I ordered? And so I go look at my receipt, and I'm like, "Yeah." All you ordered was a diet coke. I ordered. I paid seven dollars and forty-seven cents for a can of diet coke, wow. which I didn't order. <laughs> I clearly chose the wrong thing, and I'm like, "Shit." <laughs> well, a, I guess I'm gonna have eggs for dinner tonight, which is probably better. Yeah. Um, but B, I'm like, okay, maybe I do need to take a couple of days off. <laughs> Interesting. Go sit on a beach for a couple of days. Holy shit! Wow. I ordered coke for dinner. Was that the moment that you said, all right, I'm going to Mexico? Yeah, pretty much. It's like, okay, I'm going to take the weekend off. Sweet. Yep. Good for you. Yep. You said, where'd you say you were going? Cabo? Cabo, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I love all-inclusive vacations. Um, just getting out there, getting on the beach. Now, when you are in vacation mode, mm-hmm. let's start with this. When was the last time you were on vacation mode? Well, I actually took one a year ago. Okay. That was the first one I had taken in... Okay, so uh, would you say like eight, nine years, six mm-hmm. years, five, something like that? Mm-hmm. Okay, so where'd you go? Oh, Paris? Uh, Turks and Caicos. Well, that too, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I took two trips last year. Okay, sweet. Turks and Caicos last uh, January. So do you have trouble sitting still when you're at those places and not having your mind on work-related things or the next thing? Like, what's your process on that? Um, disconnecting basically I can't fully disconnect it's hard yeah I mean I need to know like the the lights are getting turned on and Mm. you know I don't trust that the team doesn't know how to operate the gym because they do right Um, but I like to just have an eye on what's going on but but I can also just park it read a book and totally shut it down if I have to good I, I don't no, I'm not one of those that's like I'm at vacation and annoying the person that I'm with because I'm completely focused sure. on work. High levels of awareness. Yeah. That's why I like talking to you. Which is it's also great. kind of the nice thing about the being in the service industry though too. You know, I don't I don't my clients know I'm gone. It's not like I'm gonna They want you to be enjoying they, yourself as well. Yeah, yeah. They, they know you they work can, your tail off. Yeah. They can take class. They don't 
I'm gone, they're they're fine. That's great. Not Ooh. Freak out. Ooh, you said it out loud, not me. Mm-hmm. This is the first vacation of every six months now that you're going to take, huh? <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I say the same thing. It's like I'm doing all this and I have major goals and visions and, you know, much like you. Um, but I, I want to see so much of the world. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I do this thing. Uh, I've been inspired by Dr. Joe Dispenza's book I was reading over the summertime. And he talks about making a mind movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, where do you see your visions playing out? So I made a mind movie from like my wildest dreams and where I'm thinking about right now and like all the different places I want to travel. So in my mind movie, I watch every night before I go to bed. So it like sinks in my subconscious. It's like, okay, this is what you're going to do. All right, this is how it's going to be. It's playing out in my head every night. So I kind of want to make that real. And then, you know, part of that mind movie, I was uh, on a boat in the Malfi Coast just chilling like that. Yeah. So I said... Fuck it, let's go. <laughs> and I bought I bought tickets to the Amalfi Coast Very for my good. for my wife's thirtieth birthday for September. I like I'm I'm in I'm into this. Like yeah. I want I want to have good work life balance. I don't ever want to be uh, taken away from a family that I'm doing all this for. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So to create awareness around that, you know, because people who don't have their own business too that are doing this nine to five thing, sometimes it, it's nine to seven and it requires way more time and energy mm-hmm. and they're kind of locked into that. It's the mm-hmm. same monotone. I have to go to the same office in the same cubicle and they may or may not love, you know, what they're doing to the highest. So like this type of stuff I think needs to get talked about a lot and younger kids going into their future career and trying to figure out how they're going to fund their existence. I think these are things they all should be thinking about. Mm -hmm. It's very, very important, you know, for longevity, longevity purposes. You know what I'm saying? Um, How much, how many hours of sleep do you get a night? Mm, I shoot for six, seven, somewhere around there. Six, seven. Yeah. Highly functional on six. Yeah. Yeah. When you're under six, do you know that you know that threshold? You're like after it's if it's not six solid, mm-hmm. not gonna be optimal, Emily. Today, yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah. It's fucking wild. I yeah. shoot for the, if I if it's a late one, if it's a late night, nine thirty latest because I gotta be up at <laughs> be up at four. But that's closing my time gap, you yeah. know. And I feel the same way. It's like if I don't get minimum six. Now I shoot for seven or eight, but mm-hmm. minimum six. That's the emergency number I like to go with. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and after under that. Forget it. Yeah. It's not going to be a fun day the next day. Yeah. yeah. Um, sleeping, I think, is super important. We could talk about that a lot. Um, but we're, run- we're running down on time. And I want to talk about th- thinking and mm-hmm. optimized thinking, creativity, ideas, your visions for On Your Mark and the stuff that you've been doing. Um, and you want to continue to grow more. Do you have, like, a protocol for letting your best ideas rise to the top? Or... Is there things that you just kind of do intuitively? It's like, let's just try this. Like, what do you do to try to figure out uh, ideas that are swirling around in your head? I lean on my team. On your team. Mm -hmm. Whatever they want to do. It's like, all right, let's go. Yeah. For instance, um, we're starting this youth curriculum now. Yes. And... Um, championship, been, championship, uh, game changer. Game changer, that's what it's game called. Game changers, yeah. It's going to be super high level. We... Myself and Brian and Dave and a few of us have been have experience working with some youth and in the last year we've had some club teams in and out and um, watching a lot of these kids move has been very eye-opening in that you have essentially 16 and 17 year old kids in these clubs who are signing D1 letters and they don't know how to squat. Mm. Are they fast? Yeah. Can they jump? Absolutely. But can they move well? No. Mm-hmm. So I have leaned on Dave and Brian to take this youth situation of not seeing efficient movement patterns and creating our own curriculum to stop it. Huge. Yeah. This is good. Being a PE teacher, there are a lot of good PE teachers, but there's a lot of awful ones. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm around high school sports all the time. And let's say, you know, high school soccer is in the same season as cross country for boys. Mm-hmm. And same thing for girls. And you see them running around the town. 
and there's no arm motion, there's no quality steps, there's no proper breathing techniques that are being taught, mm -hmm. you know? And you see them running with their arms really like short and like yeah. in this vulnerable rounded position from yeah. their default postural settings. Yeah. And like, I love what you say that, I love, yeah. I love how you say that. You're developing a curriculum to teach kids how to move better, to give yeah. them that strong foundation. I tried doing this in the, in the, the the corporate academia world. I like giving it that title because it is, it's corporate. You can't mm -hmm. really, I mean, you probably can think as free as you possibly can in corporate life as a teacher, but still you're constricted with a lot of different check the marks, check the boxes type actions. We have to do this because of this and whatever it is. But I think that's amazing that you're you're doing that and I can't wait to see how that comes about. So the, the original question was where your ideas come. So. Mm -hmm. This was a, an idea brought to you by your team. Said, Emily, yeah. I think this is a good idea. Let's f and do this. And you're yeah. like, hell yeah, let's go. Yeah. Let's pull the trigger. Yeah. But, uh, but a lot of it just organically, just through working together and what has transpired over the last year and a half and just having some teams in there and being like, yo, we got to change this because this is uncalled for. Yeah, for sure. That's huge. Yeah. Making making a, a real uh, impact yeah. on people. That's great. Um, reflecting I think is extremely important mm -hmm. you know we we do work if we're not self-reflecting um, it could jeopardize our happiness or the next way of being how we treat other people mm -hmm. how we treat our clients and how we have a relationship with our money and our, our romantic relationships and all that um, so do you have a protocol for reflecting do you journal do you sit in silence ever I do. I've, I've been trying to dabble in the meditation realm. Um, I'm not very good at it, but if I have an idea, I usually write it down. Um, I like to just sit and think. You do? Yeah. Good. I do. In, um, in your car, at home, is there like a certain place that you like to do it? Either. Some, they just Sometimes they just like organically come up when I'm Sometimes working with a client. Yeah. You know, it's like, Ideas. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. Idea. Yeah. Yeah. That down. Yeah. 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 But it's the writing it down part because then two hours goes by and it's like, what was I thinking about? To let that idea fizzle yeah. away in the abyss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That I, could I, have been a multi million dollar idea <laughs> and I just forgot what the hell it was. <laughs> That's 40. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's, what you're to look to. That's hilarious. Well, no, listen, I space out a lot and I forget shit all the time, but I do. Take, I do partake in a lot of cannabis, and that, that you know, well, will have short-term memory loss. But I also will argue that sometimes cannabis lights different highways in my brain yeah. that makes me think on higher levels. Now that we're talking about that, what are your thoughts on cannabis now that it's legal in Chicago? I mean, look at the CBD craze. Yeah. I mean, I'm using CBD lotions and all that stuff on my old body. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I, I don't feel one way or the other. Mm. I have nothing against it. Has it ever sparked <laughs> better word right there um has it ever sparked good ideas for you has it ever been something to use as an enhancer or no. never been anything like that no mm. no but i i mean it works for some people yeah I, it definitely affects people differently and this is something that i want to talk about because mm -hmm. it's not black or white mm -hmm. you know uh there's a negative stigma which i feel like is not entirely truthful and I do want to bring up the positives whilst bringing up the negatives, too. I think mm -hmm. psychoactive properties aren't good for developing brains at all. But people that have a developed frontal lobe that want to partake in CBD or maybe even something psychoactive like THC, try mm -hmm. to see if there are any benefits to it. Like, it does help people. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Absolutely. So I mean, look, at it's, it's, it's helping people ward off the negative effects of cancer and that's mm. been, that's been the case for how many years now yeah. you know so but at the same time it's like take alcohol take sugar shit's just as bad for you if oh. you ask me oh you my know, god i mean that can stir a whole separate debate depending on who you're talking to but alcohol is yeah. not any better oh my god dude you want to talk about the the negatives of alcohol man yeah. it, it's a poison to your body it it's totally it's it's a it slows your nervous system from reacting um it brings me in another another point here it's managing your stress levels mm -hmm. right your nervous system is in a state of fight or flight we're not designed to stay in a state of fight or flight for too long 
uh, before we can come back into like a calm, relaxed mode. You know, if we're running away from danger, we, we get into that state, get to safety, boom, we're relaxed, we're calm. I think a lot of people stay in that heightened state. And they don't even realize it based on their high levels of stress at work, financial issues, relationship issues. Uh, maybe they're not putting the proper food in their body and they're not getting enough movement. They're not checking these five pillars that we've been talking yeah. about. They're not drinking enough water. And next thing you know, stress, the amounts of stress are creating these sicknesses mm -hmm. in people. Um, what are your thoughts on stress management and uh trying to switch our nervous system from those two states to be more productive? I think people need to put more focus and actual action into stress management. For Especially sure. Because, I mean, the people that I'm training, they're high-level executives, you know, who have great jobs, but they're stressed. Do you, does this conversation pop up a lot? Do you talk about what's stressing you at work? How do we alleviate those types of things? Yeah, for sure. And I think that's part of my role. Yeah. It's a huge part of my role. For, for sure. Is for sure. I am their stress manager. Yeah. Um, but I do think people should take more. I have, I have a few clients who drive me crazy because it's like, while you see me one or two hours a week, you have still got to shut it down other days of the week. And I know that I could be pop calling the kettle black here but at the same time <laughs> i have a lot of clients who don't love what they do for a living they're probably making astronomical crazy great money but at the same time they hate their job mm -hmm. you know but they're grinding and grinding and grinding it's like my one or two hours a week that you're coming to train with me really aren't enough you've got to do something else when you get home from work at night yeah or even just call it an earlier day yeah Go home and shut off your BlackBerry, your iPhone, or whatever. BlackBerry? What year are you in? Exactly. This is 40. <laughs> I, I remember when the BlackBerry came out when I was a, a trainer in 2007. And I started like using that to, to schedule my appointments. Yeah. I would felt like such a badass. I was like, this BlackBerry, my, my schedule, it's filling up. Super phone, I called it. Yeah. It wasn't even connected to the internet. No, that's so true. <laughs> so crazy. Uh... I'm sorry? Yeah, but I, yeah. I, you needed to have a hotspot or something. I'm not sure. Yeah, it wasn't. Is it, is it still around though, right? I'm not sure. I'm not sure people using it. I mean, maybe. I haven't seen a Blackberry in forever. When was yeah. the last time you've seen a Blackberry? When I transferred over to the iPhone, probably like <laughs> seven years ago. Seven years ago. I don't know. Okay, so you had a Blackberry later. Then. I, I, I kept my Blackberry for a long time. I did not want sure to go the it. Apple route, but. Yeah. I did. Apple took over. They yeah. just make everything too easy. Mm -hmm. Are you a technological? Are you technologically savvy? <laughs> are you kidding me? Nay, huh? <laughs> no. I yeah. got this guy. For you got that. this guy, <laughs> right? No, me too. Hell yeah. No, no, no. I feel you. Um, but uh, I just Apple makes everything easier. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, all right, well, this computer is for someone like me that I could, I'll figure, I'll be able to figure it out. Easy to plug in. The formats are all the same. Like. What's the other thing? Android, it's more customizable software for those kind of geeks who like to customize. Like, I don't know. That's... I don't know. <laughs> no, as long as it turns on and I can, you know, <laughs> operate on a daily basis yeah. with it, I'm yeah, fine. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, anyway, in terms of stress management, telling clients to shut it down at night and call it a day, maybe an hour sooner, but... It's hard because we're, yeah. pro we're programmed, you yeah. know? Like, again, like, people are taught to live and think and be and feel a certain way mm -hmm. and I think a part of part of our jobs too is to throw out these questions to make people ponder the way that they're living and why mm -hmm. you know is it adding value to me is it not adding value to me is it making me be the best version or is it making me be the less version of myself mm -hmm. am I happy internally am I happy with my relationships mm -hmm. there's a lot that those stresses like have an effect on Without a doubt. You know? And uh, I think, again, I just think it's important to talk about those, those types of things. Mm -hmm. So to kind of, to, to bring everything back back in uh, to full swing here, uh, we talked a lot about like those, those five pillars. Um, as you go forward, you said you have big dreams and you still want to go bigger. I mean, On Your Mark is such an awesome brand. People love this gym and uh, they love what you're doing. People are telling me all over the place. Anytime we do a collaboration, we have videos up or whatever. It's like, yo, Danny, what are you doing at that gym over there? You know, so like a lot of people are, are inspired by you. I know I am. So going in the future, like 
what what are your thoughts? What are your bigger dreams? Like, what do you, what, how do you see yourself? We, we, we're doing this podcast today because um, it's a great way to interact with people on a different avenue here, you know? Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts of, about the future? What do you see yourself doing in the next 10 years? Because training is a grind. Yeah. Managing a team is a grind. Yeah. Um, so how do you see 40 to 50 shaking out? You know, I, I not a lot's going to be different. I, I don't hate the grind. I like the grind because, I mean, I think what we're doing on your mark is super special. And I think um, we have an incredible team in place to continue to just, like, push the envelope of what good training and good trainers and just good overall humans actually are in a gym space and how that gym space is welcoming to anybody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I, I think we talked about this back in August. I really want on your mark to be a place where the Serena Williams or the LeBron James of the world, the Megan Rapinos and the Julie Ertz's of the world can train alongside the John Smith's of the world. That's so badass. Who are just getting into fitness maybe. That's so badass. Or maybe they're an ex- high level executive and everybody can train in that place because no one is an elitist there, you know? and. Everyone deserves high-level experience, high-level coaches, and just being surrounded by community Fuck and, and yeah. good humans. Yes. Everyone is owed that right in a place where that one hour of the day is what that human being looks forward to. Oh, well said. That's going to be the first thing people hear in this podcast. I'm going to cut that up and put that in the beginning because that was beautiful. It's hashtag, nice. hashtag team human, and it yeah. was genuine and it was heartfelt. And my goal for this podcast was to connect with you on another level. And, I, you know, I think we, we did. We did a nice little connection there. Uh, I got to know you a little bit deeper, and I, I, I wrote down, like, what my intentions were for the podcast. And as I was writing it down, it's connect with Emily, and, like, I just felt like there's a – real loving genuine like force coming from you and yeah and it inspires the hell out of me and uh just know that i'm taking what what you're saying in and i'm gonna utilize this to make my brand what it's gonna be and i have those same visions like i i really feel that all humans are more alike than we are different and i think that we're obligated to inspire i mean i'm lucky enough to have this life where uh, my parents said we love you enough build you know we built up the self-esteem in you go figure it out on your own go program yourself figure this out now that i've developed all these skills like i'm obligated to share this with the world and to collaborate with someone like you is a motherfucking honor and uh i'm just really happy to do this so tell everybody where they can find you and we'll close it up on your mark you can visit us at oymtraining.com we are on the west side and in the west loop of Chicago. Beautiful facilities. And maybe some bigger things to come. Basketball courts. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like, why not? Yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah. Find Emily on Instagram at m.hutchins, right? Verified. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and that's it, everybody. Peace. All love. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast, everybody. That was Emily Hutchins of On Your Mark coaching and training make sure to check the show notes so that you can find emily on instagram i'll just tell you right here it's m.hutchins and then you can check out on your mark on instagram at on your mark studios all that information will be at the show notes as always you can connect with me on instagram as well at danny cola fitness thank you so much for tuning in and supporting the show make sure to click the subscribe button and if you could just rate and review the podcast if you like what you heard today and of course share it with somebody that you love that's it everybody stay tuned for the next episode coming on friday have a wonderful day all love peace